Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Glad you're with us today, and we're going to open up God's Word to John chapter 8. Let's, uh, let's go to Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today. Lord, it's a time in, in our history that, Lord, we don't quite understand everything, but we look to you and we ask you for wisdom, for guidance, and um, Lord, so many people that were affected, even our whole country by 9-11, but those that at war, those that were willing to give their lives in New York City and all over, Lord, we just pray that I know it's a, a difficult time. A difficult day for many, many people in our country who were firsthand, their families were affected. Father, just uh, be with them today. Lord, help us to know that we have your word, we have your spirit that always is there to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, I know I'm sure you watched the news and many different things about 9-11. I was telling Pastor Ernie and and uh, Pastor Brent, we always pray in the back. And, and I thought, you know, a third, a third of our population uh, does not remember when they hear 9-11. It doesn't have the same impact that it does for really probably all of us here. And I was watching um, a YouTube. It wasn't really special. It was these young lady that's on YouTube all the time. And I thought, and this girl's really got her act together. You know, just, she's just, like her family does different things on YouTube. And I didn't know this. She'd seen it back and forth and different things that they do. And uh, beautiful young lady, and I, I don't know if she's engaged or not to her boyfriend or whatever. But anyway, she's really got her act together. And she, she did a clip a couple weeks ago. And the clip was... You know, hey, I think it was something like, you guys think that everything's cool, everything's good, I got it all together, everything. But she said, and she paused for a moment, and she says, my father was one of the firemen at 9-11 that went in to the towers. And she talked about that. And she said, I was only, I think she said, uh, I think she said she was three years old uh, when that happened. And... You know, I thought, wow, you know, you look at somebody, we look at people, hey, they got a smile on their face, everything's good. You think everything's good, and you don't, we don't know what has happened in their life. And when I have a funeral, and I've had hundreds and hundreds of so many funerals, there's ones that really, really stick out that I don't have an immediate answer for because of the tra tragedy that took place for that person that people are showing up for for that memorial service. And I always say this. I say, you know what? I don't have the answers for everything. But hopefully, I can share with you today that I have the answers for the most important things, the most things that last forever. You know, when we look to God's word today and we ask ourselves the question, what, what keeps us safe? You know, 
I think as, as adults, we automatically, you know, it doesn't affect us as, as much. What we're concerned about is really, you know, people that, we, that we're around that are younger or those of you who have kids, that your kids, your grandkids, and you think about that. Think about this for a minute. Years ago, when a child, you take your child to the bus stop, and then we get on that bus. It was, a, it was a calming fact for you of safety, right? You know, you just felt, okay, they're going to school. You know, mom would say, oh, I, can, I can breathe for six hours or something, you know. But, you know, it used, it used to be that. Now what? Because of so much that's happened, even on our, our school grounds, now there's an aspect of, you know, man, I really got to pray. Kids are going to school. And what a different society we live in. And I just wanted to take today to know that what, what keeps us safe, you know, we want to remember the importance of this day. And, and it's interesting when we think about 9-11, you think what was so important in the Old Testament of Jewish heritage and how that, that they always were able to look back and they reminded their kids and their kids' kids and the generations to come, they would always have special uh, memorial services or, or times of feasts or whatever to always to never forget they were once in bondage and now they're free. Never, never forget. Now that's why it said people who've sinned the most in this life who become a Christian always are grateful the most because we realize what Jesus has done in our life. Uh, when we look at that and we see how, how do we look to our future when we see where we're at and people are thinking about this today, it, it, to me, it's based on freedom, and we all talk about freedom much, but where, where does that come from? Think about that. Where, where does freedom come from? I, I believe it comes from what we're going to use as these first couple verses and what keeps us safe. In John chapter 8, in verse 31 and 32, Jesus is speaking to those of the day, and he says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I'm going to read that again. But have you ever ever got into something with somebody, and you look at them, and you say to them, I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what's going on. All I want you to do is just tell me the truth, right? We have it. Why? You ever think about that? Because the Bible tells us, God's word, that the devil is the father of lies. He's created every lie. Anytime someone lies, where's that from? That's from, that's from the pit of hell. That's from, that's from the devil. You can tell me whatever, but just tell me the truth. And when we look at these words, we've got to know what keeps us safe. What keeps us safe is truth. Where does that come from? When Jesus said that, the Bible tells us about him something very important, that God's word, who is Jesus, it became flesh and dwelt among us. When he spoke, he spoke of himself 
and his father above. And what he's telling us today is when we open that today, what keeps us safe? Truth, yes. But what is that truth? What, what is it? Just something we can grab? No, it's, it's Jesus Christ. When we actually are able to, to put that into a picture, you and I, especially as a believer, are able to live life in such a way with more peace and joy and even feeling safe in the world that we're living in today because you have that connection that you and I know what the truth is. The truth is in a form of a person. That person is Jesus Christ. So if we are willing to know, take a deep breath, stop for a minute, and know that, that you can always trust what Jesus is going to tell you. What he's telling you is always truth. He's always telling you about himself. And himself, he's telling, he's telling those of the day, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Do you know if you and I, no matter how difficult, whatever it is you might be going through, or that young lady that I spoke about at the beginning of the, uh, uh, just a few minutes ago, she's a believer. She met her husband-to-be, actually met him in church. And she was talking about, and knowing, and there you can see the, underneath, even though she was hurting so bad, you can see this unexpressible joy that this young lady has after losing her father in a tragedy. How can you explain that in any other way? Except she knows Jesus Christ is her Savior. She knows the truth. She knows she's going to see her dad again someday. She knows that this life that you and I live is just a vapor. I, I know as, as I've gone through ministry in different stages of ministry, it changes the, even the way that I used to speak or the way that I speak now because of my perspective. And I guess maybe the age I'm getting, I, I don't know. But, you know, I was doing something about five days ago, and I just turned. I wasn't running. I wasn't working or nothing. I just turned. I pulled a muscle in my leg. I go, what, what was that about? I don't like this. I'm just telling you. I don't like what's happening to me. I don't like it. And I know some of you are feeling the same way. Like, but it, it's just life. It's life. We can't really understand all of it. We don't know why it's gone so fast. But we know that we have hope when we see Jesus because he always is going to tell us the truth. When things are going right, you know, and, and something's maybe burning down in your life or things are going, what do you tell somebody close to you? Hey, just tell me the truth about what you see, what's going on with me. Will you just let me, I mean, I can take it, right? You ask somebody, why? Because when we have the truth, then you have what? What do you have? You have the right perspective. When you have the right perspective, there is a calm, no matter what's going on, when you have the truth, you can deal with what is happening, Here's where we are in our society today. Many people have talked about judgment. Many people have talked about because whether it's 9-11 or things that have happened since then. 
And they talk about how, you know, well, whatever, God's judgment. I, I don't look at it that way because I'm not God. I can't judge in that way. Here's how I look at where we are in our society and about the truth and about God watching over us. God's saying to us as a people, United States specifically, because this is who we are, this is where we live, not the rest of the world. Maybe yeah, we can say the rest of the world, we can connect because we are Americans. What he's saying to us is, it's not so much a judgment on what God is doing, is God saying this, if you want to take me out pretty much out of every aspect of society, whether it's school or movies or we can really name just about every aspect. If you want to do that, that's fine. I've given you free will. That's your choice. But I want you to know that my hand of protection is being pulled back. And what has happened that we have let the devil lie to us and what does the devil come to us? The devil comes to us as an angel of light. In other words, he's going to lie, take a little bit of truth and lie to you enough about it to where you're caught up in it. And I don't want to say it's too late, but there's a lot of things burning down because you, we choose to believe the lie. And we chose to believe that lie because we just decided that we were going to live another way. And that's where we're at. That's what's going on in our society. All the different things that you see, there, it's like you, we're shaking our head of everything that's happened. Why is that? Is because, again, I believe according to God's word, God is the ultimate judge and he will all bring it all together at the end of time. People will be judged for what they do, what they don't. Are there ramifications of sin now? Absolutely. We get ourselves into that and God just says, hey, you know, you can look to me, but I'm going to pull back and you can live that way. But if we live that way, there's going to be consequences because we have chosen not to live by the truth but we're going to live our own way. And the devil says, hey, that's the way you should live. Why not? God's word tells us the devil comes as that angel of light, the father of lies. And what we've got to understand today, we need to be willing to live the truth. I don't have to have scream and yell at people. Everybody, you know, everybody that you come across with, if they're, if they're in high school or over, there's something that they have faced, you faced, I've faced. There's something that you faced that hurts, that you've dealt with that's there. Now, you can deal with it on your own. You can, many times I've seen people can go one way. They can choose to go closer to the Lord or we can get bitter. And I'm sure many people in our world because of what has happened to them, whether it's 9-11 or whether it's something that's happened to you personally, you can get better, but what you and I can do as a believer is have that underlying smile and joy in our life. I'll never forget, I, it, this is a few years ago, I had a funeral up, up in Stowe, and I, was, I came back by McDonald's to get a Diet Coke, and I was, <laughs> of course, whatever, okay, everything's there, so I'm standing in line here, and it was, it, was, um, it was amazing to me. I'm standing there in line, there's a lady in front of me, all right, and this was probably right before uh, COVID happened and so it's been a couple years and I just felt this this presence of this lady and her son I couldn't explain it I just I just felt this calmness and peace and they're interacting as they're ordering and and you know I just felt this peace 
And I, I went, as she ordered, and I went from her, and, and she, I guess she recognized who I was, and we began to talk. And I didn't say, I got out in the car, I go, why didn't I say something back to her? Because I knew, I know she's a believer, and I, but before I knew who she was, knew she was a believer, I felt this unbelievable presence pulling off of this woman talking to her daughter. What was that? That, that's, the, that's the light of Jesus that was coming off of her. What I'm here to tell you, you have that. We have that. We don't have to beat people over the head and tell them they're dying going to hell. They've all got something in their life that people have lied to them about. And we have the truth. And we can share with them the truth. And all we have to do is live that way. Let God's truth well up inside you and that's why God's word is so real this is what he says to us you know what I'm going to tell you always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's within you man that's a you know that's an amazing thing because here it is we we I don't know quite how to say this I want to say certain people do certain things wrong or right what I'm saying is when it comes to gospel Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you. People see the difference in your life because you chose to do something very important. And that's what we're going to look at in the next verse. When you believe the truth, what happens? Well, look at Psalm 91. Many people went to this verse after 9-11. And Psalm 91, and uh, I think it's verses 1 through 11. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 11. Let me read this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, hopefully this is us today, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, In him I will trust. Why in the first place is someone hiding under the shadow of the Almighty? There's danger. That's why we're there. But there's something so important that we have to do when it comes to truth. When it comes to being safe. Feeling safe. Know that we're safe. If you and I are willing to do just one thing. says it right in in verse 2. I will trust. Can I do what that young lady did that her father was killed in, in 9-11? Could I, could I have that countenance in my life, never experiencing that my dad going to, to which he did going to my games or being there when I was in different things in martial arts and all, all the things that he showed up for. He didn't have to and he was there and always hugging me and telling me that he loved me and he believed in me and all those things. She didn't, she didn't have that. She didn't get bitter. I'm sure she had times that she questioned. But she was willing because she believed the truth, who Jesus is, to trust. Speaking in front of thousands of people, it was so packed. These different services when I was in Florida, three different services, there were thousands of people. And, and, and it was so crowded. There was standing room only, the third service. And I, I think I shared this a couple of years ago, and, and I, I'm speaking, and, I, and a lady had to work that morning, and she showed up right when the invitation was starting, and all she heard was the word trust, to trust him. That's all she heard. 
the whole service. And she waited till all the people that were talking after service, she waited and waited and waited. And she came to me and she said, she said, Dallas, can I talk to her? I said, yeah, sure, what's up? And she, she said to me, she says, I had to work today and all these things, but, I, but that's all I had to hear today. That's all I had to hear today. Trust. Will I trust him? Trust. Trust means that you are willing with our Heavenly Father, with our Lord and Savior in the situations that you go through right now in life or what you're going to experience that I can't see in the phone call that you're going to get or things that you're going to go through, I don't understand or what our country might go through is to trust. Can we trust? Are, are we willing to say no matter what is going on, Lord, I'm not going to get bitter. I know the truth. I know the devil's going to lie to me and he's going to tell me you deserve better. Why did this happen to you? I don't know why. Why is this taking so long? All these different things instead of saying, Lord, I'm not going to believe the lie of the devil. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And here's what happens that many of you today that have gone through difficult things. Why are you still here? Why are you still believing? Because you know what has happened to your life Every time something has happened and you've trusted the Lord, you're building on that foundation. You know he's come through again and again and again. He's going to come through again. He's not going to stop. It's just a matter of believing who he is, knowing that your safety lies under the shadow of his wing. And when you're underneath there, the devil can try, but he can't get you. He can try. He can kick at you. He can throw things at you. He can get close to you, but he can't destroy you because you're under the shadow of the Almighty. What does he tell us as he continues? Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowl. In other words, there is a trap and the, from the perilous pestilence, things that we see going on in our world. What does he say there? He's going to, do you know right now all of this? The devil has a trap. He's got a trap set for you. There's a little bit of, if you're a hunter, and I'm not a hunter, you know, but if you are a hunter, that, that, what do you do many times where the trap is? You throw some, some bait in there, right? Every time. The animal smells that. They, they need that. It's, it's a little bit of in there, what they know they need, and they're caught in a trap. It's exactly what the devil does to you. How many times have I seen it? And guys have screwed, excuse me, guys that have messed around. I don't know why I don't have said something. I should have. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Whew. Okay. All right. Whew. All right. Sorry, Lord. Anyway. Jeez. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's regroup here. Every time I've seen that guy has been unfaithful to his wife, what has happened? Things aren't going well, right? This other person says everything that they want to hear. And you know what? There's probably some truth in that. But the majority of it's a lie. He's being lied to. It's every aspect that the devil comes at. So I'm just giving you that as an example. The devil always lies. Jesus always tells us the truth because he's the creator of truth. Everything he says will lead you in the right path and will comfort you along the way. 
Why would we want to serve anybody else? He continues to go on. We'll close in just a minute. He shall cover you with his feathers under his wings. You shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. You know, isn't it sometimes when you go through adversity, man, you know what's worst? The worst thing is laying in bed at night. You start thinking about everything that's going on. You know what I challenge you to do when you're laying there and you can't sleep? Start having the word, God's truth. Recite those verses, and if you can't remember them, open up God's word. And God will calm your spirit. And he continues to say, and even the arrows by day, those things that you can see that are just coming at you, God is going to protect you. Nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side. 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look, and you shall see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. In other words, destroy you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Now let me say, repeat verse 11 again. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You know, we have something very important in our country, whether it's our our police, whether it's our, you know, every, there, there's always a, if you think about it, there's, there's layers of protection. You have your parents, you have teachers at school, then you have your principals, and then you have, and then you have police officers, and then, and then you have military. And God has put those in order as our, as authority in our society, not only to teach us and to help us, but to protect us. And I couldn't help but think, and I'm going to bring this up. I didn't know how I was going to, but I just want to share with this, and then we'll close in a minute. Every time you go to bed at night, you don't realize, and I've talked to different people in the FBI or military, we do not have a clue what could come at us every day and how that they protect us. Every day. So many threats to our nation, how the Lord some way, miraculously way through them has watched over our nation. And just recently, I just want to share this in club. Ben and Lori, their, their nephew, and I didn't want to say anything last week because it's too, uh, uh, I don't know what I could say or not say because of their nephew, which like, would be like Ben's little brother. He was so close to him, and, and, <clears throat> and how he and Lori and their family, and um, to show you where his nephew was, his nephew worked up in, at the Pentagon down in Washington, D.C. He was way up in the Army Navy, Rangers. The reason I'm smiling is because I, you know, I had a friend that was in the Navy SEALs and the different things that they have to do to protect their country. He says, would you please tell Dallas, he, you know, 
yeah, we're Army Rangers, and there's Navy SEALs, and we do just as much. So talk a little bit more about the Army Rangers than just about the Navy SEALs, too, okay? So he would get on me about that. But I, I just want you to know that he was so happy he was getting ready to be awarded as, really, if I could say it this way, maybe Ben could correct me if I'm wrong, but he would, be over, over, he would have been over all the Army Rangers in all the country. That's like being the Navy SEAL, all the Navy SEALs, all the, you know, Green, whatever, over all the Army Rangers. He was getting ready to be awarded that. He was over, I don't know, 80 or 100 men over, over I got to be very careful this, but overseas just recently. And there was so much pressure, so much going on in the situations they were in that just turning 40 had a massive heart attack and he died. He gave his life for us. Think about that. We don't know what was going on over there, but there was something that we don't even know about. And there was so much pressure he being the elite of the elite over all the young men that he was over and ladies and all the people that he had to watch over. And he told his wife, Ben's niece, the captain, where she could have, or the overseer in the Pentagon, wished that he was getting ready to tell him that, that he was going to be in that position. He was getting ready to tell him that the next week. I don't understand all that. I really don't. But I know this. I know that, <clears throat> that as believers, we have hope. I, I know that, that we underestimate how God watches over us. Every single second of every day, whether you're behind the wheel of a car, whether enemies coming into this country, how God watches over us. And if we just acknowledge who he is and what he does for us, he tells us that he will have his angels there to protect us. And for some reason in our time and when it's our time, I don't get it. It's over. It is over. But if we can just say, all right, Lord, I know that my life is a vapor. And I know that I'm going to see my loved one again in about five minutes. Then if we can hold on in that way. And not get bitter. And we see the difference in those families that I talked about who lost loved ones in 9-11. Man, some of them today are so on track with the Lord. Whether it's Ben's family and Lori or whether it's someone from 9-11 or whether it's people that you know, you've seen it happen. They decided to, to continue to stay and trust and believe that God is coming through and knowing that Jesus is there to give us that overwhelming, like I share with that lady McDonald's, that overwhelming peace and joy that lights off of our body, that Jesus is there with us and his angels watch over us. And he's there not to tease you, not to hurt you like the devil does. He's there to protect you and calm you and to give you peace. But I can guarantee you those same people at 9-11, you could put them in two groups, one who decided to get bitter and one who decided to follow Jesus and see where they're at 20-some years later. There's no comparison. You know what that is? That's the truth of what I sum up with today is what this book is. It's the word 
of God. It's Jesus telling us if we're willing to trust him, man, there's nothing like knowing that the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, is always watching over you and is always there no matter how much you hurt, no matter what this world has done to you, no matter what someone else has done to you, no matter what happened to you 10 years ago, if you and I are willing to say, Lord, I don't get this, I don't understand this, but the most important thing I do understand that you are who you are and you will take care of it and you are my heavenly father. I believe you, I trust you, I know who you are and I'm gonna let you take care of this for me. All I know is, Lord, I believe you, I trust you, you're my heavenly father. And you tell me you're never going to leave me and you're never going to forsake me. And if I just stay with you, the blessings, the blessings that you will see, I cannot explain, I cannot comprehend what God wants to do for you, what he wants to do for me. If, if, no matter how bad the tragedy if we're willing to trust him. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, City Church, what we're all about, what we're all about is giving people hope. That's why we're here. And if you're watching here today, and I know this broadcast or podcast or wherever it might be goes out all over. I get people coming all over the United States, if you are in that place, whether it's 9-11 and a family that you've had, whether it's somebody that you've been hurt, I want you to know that that's what happened was pure evil, and I don't understand it. Or maybe something bad has happened to your life. You personally, you're here today or there, and, and I don't understand that either, but I do know who will keep you safe, who will keep you tender-hearted, and who will give you life and eternal life and never lie to you and will always tell you the truth and will always bless you. You say, Dallas, I, I, I'm, I don't know what to do. Well, Jesus tells us in his word, God's word, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's that simple, by faith. To work it, you don't have to do a bunch of things before you get back and then pray. No, right now, all you got to do is be willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you and for me. And to shed all our sin on the cross for us. Just pray with me. Jesus, I don't understand everything. But you are connecting with me in my spirit. And I know that there's something more to this life than to whatever I can achieve. So right now, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. And by faith, I believe that you're God's son. And I pray right now, Jesus, forgive me for all of my sins. Forgive me, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for me. Lord, forgive me for every sin in my life. And I so believe who you are. And through your death and your resurrection, 
I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of those sins. And Jesus, from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you in the midst of life that we don't understand that you give us that safe haven that we can run to you and we can feel your presence and that we know that you're there. You'll never leave us or forsake us. Lord, if there's someone even here today, we always do on air or here in the midst of our congregation. Lord, if there's someone here today, may a friend bring a friend. And I can pray that same prayer with them, Lord. And they can find heaven as their home. And Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise as we give this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross, and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.